0: All right. Merry Christmas again. I just like saying it. Merry Christmas. Christmas. All the kids in the room tonight, right? How many kids here are ready for Christmas? Any kids ready for Christmas? Let me hear you. You ready? I think Aaron had his hand raised over here. Listen, mister. I don't know if you can pass for a kid anymore. No, it's so exciting. I love the Christmas time of year. But, you know, what we really want to remember more than anything else is that Christmas is Jesus' birthday, right kids? This is when Jesus came to earth, Emmanuel, God with us. But we all love a great Christmas gift, right? Have you ever received that, like, that perfect gift? I mean, it's the one that you've been wanting. You didn't even know you wanted it, but somebody in your life knew. Somebody, somebody had watched, had listened. They know you. They love you. They care about you. And they, they spent the time... In the money, and they got you the perfect gift. I got I got like the perfect gift this year. I brought some pictures I wanted to show you. Maybe a video too. There she is. Yeah, this is Mocha. Mocha, the new addition. Oh, I know, right? She's tearing up my house right now. That's her tire. So she'll grow into it. She'll grow into it. She's a Rottweiler. She'll grow into it, but Yeah, but it's just, it's a great, it's the perfect gift, right? It's one of those most amazing things. But really what we want to remember and know this Christmas is that the perfect gift came. And his name is Jesus. And he came to make a way for creation to be set right and, and put back into right relationship with creator. That Jesus came so that you and I could have a relationship with God. And this is supernatural, this is amazing, this is mind-blowing, and this is life-changing and world-changing. So today we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Luke chapter 2. We're going to look at the Christmas story. But I want to pull out some things that I think are really, really amazing about the Christmas story. All right. When the day of Pentecost arrived, it says, what is Pentecost? That's kind of a big church word, isn't it? Pentecost. This means 50th and it refers to the 50th day after the offering of first fruits. It's one of the three major festivals that the male Jews celebrated. They had to all come together at this time at Pentecost. So all male Jews from all over the world, all over the known world would come together to celebrate Pentecost. So you can imagine all these people getting together, friends from around um, the world, maybe family members getting back together again, kind of probably like what we're experiencing right now at Christmas time. I know at my house I have people in from Indiana and people from Cincinnati at my house. It's great and love seeing them again. So they were all together In one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one of them are speaking their own language. And I'm looking at my manuscript from last weekend. So that's what's going on here. Who was messing with my iPad? Somebody's playing a joke on me. Mocha had my iPad. Let's go to Luke 2, not Acts 2. We were at Acts 2 for a second there. But it sounds very similar. That's where I was at. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. Okay, here we're at the Christmas story. This was the first registration. When Quinarius was governor of Syria, it all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. All right, the first thing I want to pull out about the Christmas story here in Luke 2, not Acts 2, in Luke 2 is some of the most amazing prophecies and supernatural things we have in all of Scripture. Just in that short part that I just read you from Luke 2, we have so many prophecies being fulfilled. And these prophecies were given 2,800 years before Jesus ever came on the scene. This is one of the most profound things we have in the world today. Not just in Christianity. This is one of the most profound, supernatural, miraculous things that we have in all of the world. So let's look at some of these prophecies. And as you came in, you should have received a program, and you can follow along, take notes in there, and follow along with me. And the first fill-in your notes is this, is that Jesus' birth fulfilled thousands of years of prophecies and promises. Jesus' birth fulfilled thousands of years of prophecies and promises. One of the first ones we see is actually in Isaiah 9:6. Isaiah, being written 800 years before Jesus came on the scene, says this. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is astounding. Isaiah, a prophet, 800 years before Jesus, well, he's not even, I mean, in the world he hadn't even thought of. But God had set a plan in motion from the Garden of Eden that he would he would send someone to make these wrong things right he would send his son to make sin right he would pay a price earlier even Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 7 14 therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, God with us this is This would have been shocking for anyone to hear, and it should be even shocking for us to read, because Emmanuel means God with us. And when he's talking about this, Isaiah's prophesying the birth of God, that Jesus coming to earth, he's not just a man. He's not just a baby in a manger. But 800 years before he shows up, some prophet talks about him and says he's Emmanuel, God with us. See, Jesus is much more than a great teacher, much more than a prophet. He is the Son of God. He is part of the Trinity. He is truly God and truly man. Something our minds have difficulty even understanding and really don't comprehend the gravity of what that means. In Micah 5, two, the prophet Micah says, tells us, tells us that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. So Micah, being hundreds of years before Jesus shows up, he tells us, prophesies exactly where Jesus is going to be born, Bethlehem. Hosea tells us that Jesus would have to escape from Egypt, just like he, he did to avoid Herod's plan to kill him. How does does Hosea know this? How does Micah know this? How does Isaiah know this stuff? Way back, way back in the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible in Numbers 24, 17, it says, it tells us that a star would point the way. A star would point the way. You see, what this tells us, this amazing story tells us is that there's so much more to Jesus than what people give him credit for, especially today. You know, tomorrow morning, people across the world are gonna be celebrating Christmas, Christ's mass, the gathering to celebrate Jesus's birth. Why? Why would our entire world recognize this? It's because Jesus is so much more than a man. Jesus is the savior. Jesus is our Savior. I could go on and on about prophecies all throughout the Old Testament, given hundreds of years before Jesus came. But what I'm really trying to point out to you is this miraculous supernatural power of God. This isn't, this isn't just about Christmas trees. This isn't just about gifts and generosity and kindness. Those are all great things. But what this is about is recognizing the supernatural power of God And really, get this, the love that God has for me and you, a love that was so strong and so great and so vast that he would send his only son, Jesus, for you and me. Jesus' birth is miraculous, but it points us to God and his love for us. Here's another really cool thing about Jesus coming to earth and fulfilling all those prophecies. It points to us and it tells us that God is faithful. You know, back in the garden when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that God told them not to eat of, and sin entered the world and death entered the world, God said He would make things right. Right then, He said, I'm going to make things right. And thousands of years go by. Thousands of years go by. And humanity's waiting, God's chosen people are waiting. And there's these prophecies and God's just reminding people, hey, I've made this promise. I've made this promise. I'm going to send somebody who's going to make things right. I've made this promise. I love you. I care about you. I'm going to make things right. I'm going to send my son. At some point in time, when time is filled, I'm going to send my son. God is faithful. I don't know about you, but I make promises that I forget about two days later. Anybody? Anybody here can do that every once in a while? You'll say something. Oh yeah, I promise I'll do that. I told my wife I'd take the trash out this morning. I totally forgot. I just remember that. <laughs> no, right? That's it's kind of that we that's where we kind of live, right? God never fails. God never forgets. And every promise that He has said and has written down in His Word, and He will do. That's one of the most amazing things to me about Christmas. Thousands of years pass, God never forgets, God never fails, and God always, always does what He says He will do. Now, this love that God has for us and this grace that He extends to us is not predicated on our faithfulness or our goodness. God's love is not earned and it's not deserved. It is freely given through His Son, Jesus. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. Let's pick up the story again in verse 8 of Luke 2. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people." And see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now, the second fill in in your notes is this. When we realize Jesus is our Savior, we give him everything. When we realize who Jesus is, when we look at what has happened in the human history... And when we look at these supernatural prophecies and foretellings of of Jesus' birth and where he would be born and the star that would shine in the sky and all of these things talked about hundreds of years before he shows up, and then the God-man Jesus shows up, when we realize who he is, that he's more than just a man, he's more than just a teacher, he's more than just a prophet, he is the Son of God, there's only one response we can have to that kind of knowledge, and that is we give him everything we give him everything the shepherds glorified and praised god and told everyone what had happened i remember when i first met jesus but i was i was a mess my life was a wreck and god just stepped into my life i was broken and just horrific I wasn't looking for anything. I wasn't trying to to make things right. I was just living my life, doing my thing. And God just stepped into my life and he made himself known to me. I, I, I didn't do anything to deserve that or earn that. God just met me where I was. And you know what, that's what God does. So many people think that, oh man, I gotta get my life together before I go to church. Oh, I got I to gotta stop smoking or stop drinking. I got to stop doing all this stuff before I, you know, get to know God or, or try and be spiritual or get to know Jesus or whatever this stuff is. But what we don't realize is we don't have the strength or power to get our lives right. It takes the power of God to get our lives right. And you know what Christmas means? Christmas means that our lives can be made right because the savior came and Jesus came. You see, the shepherds knew what this meant. They knew what Jesus's birth meant for the world. It meant that sinners could be saved, that broken people could be put back together, that we could have real relationship with our creator. And I I don't know where you're at in your life today, but I, I want you to hear one thing tonight. It's just one thing. Jesus loves you. That's just the one thing I want you to walk out of here with tonight, is that Jesus loves you. And he loves you so much that he died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. For any, anybody who would turn to him and confess and, and accept him as Lord and Savior and turn from their sins. His love is meant for you. God sent his only son, Jesus, so that you and I could be forgiven. So this year, let's not just give gifts this Christmas, but receive the gift of Jesus this Christmas. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, it's as simple as acknowledging who he is, the son of God, who lived a perfect life that you and I can't live, and then died a sinner's death that you and I deserve. And three days later, after he was crucified, he rose from the dead, supernaturally resurrected from the dead, and then ascended into heaven, now sits at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for us because he loves us. And he's inviting you this Christmas into relationship with him. Don't just give gifts this Christmas. Receive the gift of Jesus this Christmas. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son Jesus. Lord, we want to give you all the glory and honor and praise for all that you've done for us. And I just pray for everyone here right now and everyone watching online, Lord. I pray that you would reveal yourself to them right now that the miracles that you have done, the the virgin birth of Mary and all the prophecies that foretold of Jesus' coming, when he would come, the star that would shine, where he would be born, who he would be born to, all of these things, miraculous, pointing us to Jesus, the Messiah, the King of kings and Lord of lords, Emmanuel, God with us. God, draw us to you as only you can do, Father. And I pray for those that are giving and turning their lives over to you right now, Lord. Do that work in their hearts. And for us who know you, Father, grow us deeper in you. We praise you and glorify your name. Amen.